man don't know shit. I might not know shit, but I know enough. I might not know shit, but I know enough. You might call me dumb, but I have a lot of fun. I might not know shit, but I know enough. Hey, 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 how you doing, gang? Hope you're doing well. Episode 39. I, I decided, by the way, to do away with the all season two thing. This episode 39, that way it's just, you know, by number, it's simple, right? Anyway, on this episode, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to hang out with Mr. Dustin Lionheart. He is the singer of Vancouver-based Rude City Riot. And we are about to do three shows together in the next uh, few weeks, something like that, three or four, can't remember. And uh, yeah, I haven't uh, spoken with him in quite a while, so it'll be a fun to touch base, so hang on out with us. And uh, there's a link uh, for PayPal underneath the uh, video. If you want to support the channel, drop a couple of cents in there and uh, everything uh, helps. Maybe one day I'll get a different microphone stand. This thing's all messed up. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Episode 39. Me lion. <laughs> Long time no see, brother. Yeah, man, it's been a while. Yeah, how are you holding up? Oh, I'm trying to hang in there. Well, that's it, eh? Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. People like us, you know, we're used to playing music all the time, getting out and being surrounded by a million and a half people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, with us too, though, we've been on hiatus for so long. I don't think we played a live show for like seven years or something like that. That long? I knew there was a gap in my head. It wasn't at least, anywhere at least near five that. years. At least five years, but it's probably longer than that. But yeah, That's we finally crazy. got finally got our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything in particular that prompted you to like get back into it? I've been trying for the, since the whole time, but it's just been harder with all the guys are we're all older now and we're um, families, kids, guys all over the place. Like Johnny's in Edmonton, we're out here, and it's just been. Uh, and, and mainly it's, it's been a lot of with the funding and stuff like that too, has been a real challenge, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, like people don't really know how much goes into, you know, when you choose to do this long-term like this, I mean, you guys have put out multiple albums and stuff. You've been on the road and all this, Yeah, I mean, yeah. you put in a lot and it's, it, you know, it, it's funny. Cause I, I talk about this a lot with people and like even members, you know, or people that have been in my band for, for a long time, it's what happens. Like, uh, what happened along the way is when I changed bands, I called it Cayman in the 45s. One of the actual reasons for that is exactly what you're talking about, because it became apparent to me that this was my lifestyle. That's never going to change, but it's not yeah. true that everybody's going to be with you for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a real thing. And uh, you know, if somebody stays with you for 10 years, that's, <laughs> that's a good milestone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're doing something right. If that happens, how are you feeling with this coming up though? Uh, pretty good. I'm excited. Uh, I saw Victoria sold out already. It's obviously less capacity, but uh, it's a good sign. I'm just excited to get out there and play again. We got it's pretty much a new band. It's just uh, from before is only me and Johnny left. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like I said, uh, like it's part of the game. I mean, these days, if you're you know, music business not what it was thirty years ago or twenty years ago, you know. And yeah. uh, it, it's a challenge, man. It really is. Like I said, people changes, don't know yeah. how much goes into it. <laughs> changes a lot. It changes fast. And yeah, it's uh, especially in this day and age, nobody's really buying the music anymore. So, I mean, I, for me, I've always had a full-time job while trying to do this because I just, it's just so 
volatile and uncertain, right? But a lot of the guys, like uh, some of the other guys, they gig and that and this is their music is their main gig. And, and I commend them for uh, sticking in it and, and get going through the trenches and surviving the way they do. Because for me, I've always had to have a job, right? But, uh, but you know what? These days, like I'm pretty much convinced like 99% of the musicians do have other jobs. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everybody I know that's in bands. They all come off tour or between shows they're working. You yeah, know, yeah, there's been no 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 choice the last 18 months, obviously, but yeah, well, well, that's it. Man, seven yeah. years off. Actually, okay, uh, uh, the listeners probably don't really realize this. So, but you guys, Rude City Riot and us came out of the 45s. We're doing three shows together coming up. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah, it. it's gonna be awesome. I couldn't think of a better better uh band and brothers to to get back doing this again with. Man, the last time I think we did this was like maybe seven years ago. Montreal Skullfest. <laughs> That's right. Eh? Yeah, yeah, man. With, yeah, uh, with Big D. Yeah, man. That, that was a fun night. And I remember yeah. you're a very large man. And I was trying to get to the bar, but you were busy talking to somebody. You were in my way, man. I was trying to duck to the right and left, get a drink, you know? Actually, speaking of which, happy Saturday, man. Oh, yeah. Cheers. I don't have hey. one to join you with, but hey, that's all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, an even, I, I'm an even... I'm an even bigger man right now. I've, I, uh, I broke my knee two times in six months last year. So I've, I've actually been, uh, hurt and, and at, at being at home too. Right. So I've, I've gained, uh, I'm back to the, how I looked in the early days of, of roots to be right right now. But maybe if I get stanking up there, I'll, I'll drop a few pounds. <laughs> oh, it won't take long, eh? man. I mean, I would love to do one of those calorie counts. You know, people talk about their, whatever steps they do in a day, man. You do yeah. one show for oh, like yeah, one hour. <laughs> Some hardcore cardio. 100%. <laughs> but, but it's wild. Well, one, one of the reasons I said you're a big man, I mean, yeah, I mean, you get injured in your home for this period of time, obviously, you know. And, yeah, yeah. You know people like us, we, we probably love to eat and drink beers and stuff like that too, you know. <laughs> but uh, one thing about you, though, that I don't know if everybody knows this, but man, you're, you're quite the fitness guy. Well, yeah, I was before before all this but uh yeah i used to compete in bodybuilding and uh I'd, i played junior hockey for uh four years i was a boxer so i've always been sports has always been around but uh yeah as i was saying lately i've i've uh, kept up the athlete appetite without the uh exercise to back it up so <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you what happened to your knee I broke it twice at work. Yeah, I felt the first time was my fault. I just tripped like a klutz that I am and fell, shattered the kneecap and then finally got back to work. And uh, two months later, I fell through a floorboard and, and broke the same knee. Man, that's <laughs> so it's, really done, it's, it's done a number on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you work in construction, right? Uh, I, work, I was working for uh, airline, big airline. And okay, when you say you fell through a floor, that's at the inside of an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> wild. <laughs> the first guest I ever had on this podcast was Dave Cooper. He this would just be another excuse for him why nobody should ever fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. But yeah, bodybuilding. I mean, you work out like hardcore in general. Uh, yeah, I used to for sure. I got to get back into it, but uh, yeah, yeah it, do you it still was... plan to compete? Uh, I think I'm. I think that ship has sailed now. Just with the leg, I probably won't be able to to recover to the to what I was before. And uh, I'm older too. I'm 
I'm 42 now. So, I mean, you know, you know, I, I was like that expression. Nobody grows younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it's, a, it takes a lot on your family as well. Bodybuilding. It's, it's a, it's like the most selfish sport there is. And, uh, with the diet and everything, my, my fiance barely survived the last time. And, and now with the band going again, if I was to say, I want bodybuilding too, she, she'd, uh, I don't it's think she'd a delicate balance, my friend. It's a <laughs> yeah, very I gotta, delicate I balance. Pick one, one passion and stay with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or else you'll be living on the side of a mountain in a little house with the park. Oh God. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious, man. But yeah. So um, like I was saying, we're playing three shows together. We're playing uh, Mavericks in Ottawa, which is a super fun place to play. Yeah. That's on no November 20th. That's after that's right. Then we're yeah. playing vancouver at weiss hall october at the weiss hall yeah yeah that's weiss hall yeah, yeah yeah we, we played there only once before i think but i remember having a good time mm -hmm. yeah and then yeah october 29th at uh, the victoria event center which uh, that's put on by uh by dane roberts and uh, dane, yes. the gang over at the scoff Fest. great people cheers dane if you're watching this yep <laughs> I, I just saw on Facebook today because it actually worked when I opened it up and Dane was saying he needed help fixing his car. So if anybody's <laughs> out there, Dane's looking for somebody to give him a hand fixing his car. <laughs> but yeah, like when you, how many albums, first of all, does Rude City Riot have now? Oh, uh, now we have two full lengths and one EP. Okay, that's it. Cause I wasn't sure if it was two or three because I know there's two on Stomp. Well, yeah, that, those are it. And it, it's been 10 years since the last one. So I mean, I'm pretty thankful that uh, Matt and Mike uh, stuck with us and, and they never really, when we took a break, they never really said, okay, we'll see you later. They just, they check in once in a while and, and see where things are at. And I'd keep telling them I'm trying to get it going again and stuff and finally did. And then uh, told them we're ready to rock. And they said, yeah, when it's done, uh, let us hear. Yeah. So I'm really thankful to them for, sticking with us because we're we feel like uh well i guess uh dreadnoughts are out here too and and isotopes and some real mckenzie's but uh we've over we're, we're kind of like the the ugly stepchild way out on the west coast away from the from well, the, for the of, for the, sure from the pulse of the scene yeah for sure right? yeah so, man that's why I'm happy you guys are rolling again as well. Now we have some some ska, but I mean, there's other ska buddies out there too. Don't get me wrong. But, but, but I mean, like, you know, you guys, it's label mates and we go way back. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, yeah that, for sure. That's freaking awesome. I, um, just before this, I was going through, you know, I haven't listened to all your uh, songs in a long time, but I, I was playing um, uh, Shady Schemes. Man, wicked job, eh? Thanks, brother. Yeah, it, yeah. it really sounds good. Yeah, well, I, I have to I have to uh, give props to our producer, who you had on your podcast, and he's a good friend of both of ours, Renee Garcia from uh, from the Brains and Necromantics. Um, it just so happened he was in Vancouver, uh, living here now all of a sudden, and uh, we were looking for a producer, and it just seemed to work perfectly, and, and he's really he's really shaped our sound uh, for this record, and I and I really like with the first record we kind of bit off a bit more than we could chew in regards to trying to appease all the subgenres of ska. We had some traditional sounding stuff, some punk stuff and two Tony sounding stuff. And uh, this time we wanted to just kind of keep it in one lane and go with it. And that's uh, a bit more gritty driving kind of good ska punk, right? 
Well, man, you, you just touched on a couple of really important points. One being Rene, one of my brothers, amazing, <laughs> great fun. He actually messaged me probably a couple out, well, two, three hours ago. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> is he playing any guitar by any chance? Well, I, I was about to announce that too. He's he's now a member of the band. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, that's yeah, awesome. That's a big, big uh, boost to our uh, our live show, and yeah, he's he's great. Oh yeah, for for sure. We we've been on the road uh, a lot together in the past. Yeah. And, uh, always fun <laughs> i always need a good partner to go you know ha have fun <laughs> with and he, he's a good one you know yeah. as a daytime drinking partner you know <laughs> but, and he, he teaches me a lot too because um the good thing about the one good thing that, about breaking my leg was that uh i was on wcb so they they paid for me to go to school and i convinced them to let me go to uh recording engineering school and it's a school oh, wow. out here uh, called Nimbus. It's owned by Garth Richardson, who uh, is a big, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a big time yeah. producer. He did the first Rage Against the Machine record and the list goes on and on. But yeah, I was in school for a year. I, I finished in August, but I, I never dreamed I'd be able to learn what it's like to be on the other side of the mic. And I've learned a lot. So I've been constantly picking Renee's brain and showing him a new mix that I worked on just to see what he thinks. But uh yeah, and, and one thing I really like about Renee is very open to like, you know, the discussions and, and getting right into it. You know what I mean? And oh, he does yeah, have yeah. a lot to share about it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've worked with, with him in the past. He's super fun to work with, too. You know, my, my, <laughs> my favorite part about or what I'm most grateful for about with working with him on a record is, is he's not he doesn't go easy on you. He he works you and he pushes you and grinds you into the ground. But I like that because I think the role of the producers to get something or at least for me is for them to get something out of me that i couldn't get out myself so that's it, so well said yeah he, he played a great role in that and he really pushed us and brought out the best in us for sure yeah well it sounds great it, it really does and, and uh like it's it's a decent step up from the album before i found just as, as sound wise but both albums man the, the song right it always sounds like you guys i mean i know what you're saying how you're trying to appease and we all fall into that every once in a while and try throw out the different flavors of ska and everything <laughs> in there but then you kind of yeah. come back and no no this is my sound this is what yeah, i yeah. do you know yeah but uh, we, we all go through that 100 <laughs> yeah all right no, he's fucking great man <laughs> uh, i'm excited i'm a little more excited to get out there even now I'm thinking yeah. back the, the last time we were out in uh, Vancouver and uh, Victoria, <laughs> me and Renee. <laughs> yeah, th those are some stories for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like in your band, okay, you have drums, guitar, bass, two horns, organ, and you singing. Is that about right? Uh, right now it's uh, drums, bass, two guitars, me, and two horns. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I would love to have I would love to have keys, but I mean, we already got seven miles to feed, right? It'll, it'll depend on if, if there's a bigger show, local show, we we hire a guy or whatever if we need it. But uh, on the record, we had uh, Patrizio played the keys. Yeah, man, from, from the Smashers. Smashers. Yeah, so that was great. He's always been. Whenever we've been out there, he's always played with us just for just to be there. He's a great guy too. So, and I've been yeah, wanting man. him. I've been wanting him on uh, on the record for years. So I'm, I'm I was happy that it finally came to fruition yeah it's fun since the pandemic's kind of lightened up a bit uh, i i saw him what four weeks ago when I, I did a solo acoustic show and he was playing with the the boyds and uh, got to hang out it's good to finally you know 
start seeing some faces. Have you been out at all uh, around other bands and other people doing stuff? Uh, uh, I haven't, been, been, able to haven't been out to see any shows yet, but uh, it's... Uh, or I can hear the door jiggling. It's my two-year-old son. I locked it so he can't get... <laughs> <laughs> He's more than invited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I haven't been out to see any live bands yet. I, I actually, I saw I, my dad plays in still tours and stuff. So oh, wow. I have I have seen him play a couple times, which is it's always great. He's uh, he's amazing. His name's Hank Lionheart, and he's a uh, he's a blues singer. And uh, yeah, he's he, I'll never sing half as good as he does. He's amazing. I really wonder if he knows my dad, who still plays and tours all the time, and he's a blues singer and oh, really? tours uh, you know out west all the time and different cool. countries and stuff, and sings way better than I do as well. <laughs> His name's Terry Gillespie. Terry Gillespie. I'll, uh, yeah. you know what? That name sounds kind of familiar, actually. Yeah, I, oh. I'd bet you a dollar that they know each other. I'm sure they do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Well, it's such a small community when, you know, when you really think about it. Canada is such a large area. I mean, yeah. the main music scenes are really clumped together and everybody gets to know everybody real fast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with your dad playing, because one of the things I want to, to check in with you about is that, uh, kind of your journey like into music not necessarily like even w- before rude city like what what was your journey into music like that's the thing i've been uh i was it was part of my life as soon as i came out of the womb <laughs> uh yeah my dad he's uh, they had a band called uncle wiggly's hot shoes blues band out of victoria nice. and uh they they signed to rca and back then that was a huge deal and uh, they got some airplay, and uh, their first record was produced by uh, Tom Lavin uh, from Powder Blues Band. He wrote uh, those wow, hits Powder like Doing Blues It Right. Band. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think they did one more record and didn't reach the sales, and that was it. But, uh, yeah, he's always been been playing in all kinds of bands throughout my life. Too many to mention, but, uh, yeah, I've just been thrust into it from from an early age, and and uh yeah he was always he's always been supportive and uh offered his two cents worth and stuff one, <laughs> i'm one sure cool story it, it, this is a funny story uh because we were in victoria but then we moved to vancouver when i was little and so he had to start a new band and uh he decided to call it the toasters and uh, <laughs> they formed they formed like before the ska toasters but and they got all kinds of corporate gigs in town here commodore they are opening for uh, we have we have a signed record from Muddy Waters, things like that. All the guys love Muddy Waters. Here. Yeah. But uh, we get it. We get this call from New York and it's. Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Steve something. He was uh, he wasn't he's like was the manager of Moon Records with with Bucket. And uh, cool. he called uh, kind of being like, hey, what you guys are called the toasters and you know, you need to cease, cease this right now. And my dad's like, look, we're a bunch of old guys. We, we were toasters before you were the toasters. We don't tour. We're not going to bother anything. But, and I was like, super, I was like 14 or something. So I was super embarrassed by it, but uh, I'm like, Oh man, moon skull called and now they're pissed off and all this, but that's uh, a great a freaking story. story. Yeah, I think moon records called my house, which was to me was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man 
<laughs> so then, been funny. So, Imagine if your dad like really tore into them too, you know? <laughs> well, he kind of did. He was kind of, look, you got nothing to worry about. Like we're not, we're not a threat to you. We're just a bunch of old guys. We play locally, but uh, yeah. yeah. So then <laughs> a couple years later, I finally get into ska and uh, we formed this band. We were shitty as hell. Probably it's like 15 years old. And uh, we get a call from uh, Scott Stewart who ran Scott T scenic drive for years and years and years. It's a radio show on, on uh, CITR at the UBC. And uh, he heard about us somehow. We'd only had a couple practices. He said, you want to play your first show? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're open for the planet smashers. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that I, I was playing with the planet smashers at 15 years old. And then all those years later to get a, uh, email from Matt asking if we wanted to be on Stomp was like a dream come true. That's so why. That cool. Yeah, comes right. full circle. But you know how we're talking about small small communities, but that that's the thing too. I mean, it, if you take all the whether it's Winnipeg, Vancouver, Victoria, Montreal, Quebec City, wherever the major cities in Canada, and then you separate the bands by genre because you know for for sure if a ska band rolls in they will probably want to do a ska show and if it's one or two bands together on tour you probably want to you know invite some local uh, uh, openers uh, to the show too so for sure that's it i mean uh, no city probably has more than four or five <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. like, you get in right away <laughs> yeah yeah at that time there was just uh we were called the scavengers and uh yeah, there was us. There was a band called Scaville, who was former yeah. members of the Villains, who were the first ska band in Canada back in the late seventies, early eighties. Was was um was your band on the All Canadian compilations? The Scavengers, uh, the I mean. No, we tried. No, yeah. I sent it to Matt, and he's like, uh, he was being polite, but it was probably <laughs> nowhere near the what it needed to be yet, right? <laughs> we thought we were awesome back then. We. Hey, it's all part of the journey, brother. I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you play uh, instruments as well? I mean, you uh, know, singing is an instrument, people. But yeah, do you yeah, play any well, other instruments? Not as well as I should. I played saxophone in high school. I wish I'd have stuck with that. Um, I pulled it out once on the last tour. And the first show was in Banff. And that was the only time it went right back in the case. I didn't practice <laughs> properly. So that was kind of a embarrassing and yeah guitar i i used to hack through just for writing mm -hmm. but uh now after being in school i've learned all the software i can write up a chord progression in five seconds and if i want to change the key i just hit a button that's and, yeah, wild, it's, it's been awesome for writing music because before i'd have to it's my process is a little different I, it's melody first and then whatever chords fall within that so i'd have to hum it to the guitar player and he'd have to try and figure it out yeah, and they'd get super annoyed. They'd finally get it, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's the wrong key. I need it higher." So then they'd have to transpose it all, and it was—it's always been a big process. So, learning some music theory and stuff has definitely helped a lot. With uh, well, definitely spending... speeds up the time, right? <laughs> yeah, and dem demos sound a lot better now too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah. God, some of the demos, <laughs> like yeah. you know, because you know when you're songwriting, because that's a whole thing too. Not. Like the, there's an, all kinds of amazing musicians out there, but there, you know, it's not everybody that writes or brings the song to the band, you know, and then it expands from there or whatever. But it, that, yeah. that's a, a huge art, you know, just songwriting. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's my favorite part of it, definitely. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Now, do you write the majority of the songs for the band? Yes, yes. Uh, usually, usually it's mostly me. And then, uh, well, another new mem- member we have is this guy named Luke, who's from Montreal. And uh, he, he's been working with me for the last couple of years trying to get this all together. And he's been really organized with uh, crunching the numbers, helping me apply for grants properly and all this stuff that I was totally overwhelmed with before yeah yeah. but uh yeah he's been uh showing some ideas and and he ended up co-writing uh some of the songs on this last record so um he's uh he's brought another good perspective well it's good to have partners to work with i mean because like i know what you mean like you know you're at home you're probably writing a song sometimes it might start with a melody like you say or sometimes maybe lyrics or, or the music or the chords that go under that but i mean you know, and maybe even the framework, it depends, like, some people who write songs, like, I've sometimes had to pull back on how much to get into the songwriting, and how much to leave open for when I bring the song to the band, you know, uh, so that they can add into it. It's always kind of, well, it depends on the song. It's not always constant or the same there, but I don't know. Is it the same for you a bit? Or? Uh, as far as which? Well, like... W- to what like when do you bring the song to the band like so you might bring a totally finished song or you know maybe you leave some of it open-ended for the musicians that you're playing with i don't know uh usually usually it's finished or sometimes i'll like with luke for example i'd i'd write the basic verses and choruses and then say okay there should be a bridge here go at her have fun and come up with whatever um other times they'll send me a chord progression and then I'll try to write the melody over top and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's certain ways that, that those things can work too. Yeah. I'm always, that's a, one thing I'm always super interested in is the process of songs because no matter how good musicians are, you know, it comes down to, you need, you need the songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's cool. Cause everybody has their own way and it seems to, mm-hmm. you can kind of pick and choose from people you come across with like, Oh yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Try that next time or, and yeah, see if it absolutely. works for you, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's cool. And like the amount of hours that, that like that go into that as well, because I step one is kind of, you know, may, maybe daydreaming up a song or you're actually <laughs> sitting down and say, I'm going to write a song, you know? <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's usually like driving or if I'm doing something, I just start humming. Yeah. And then you stick with that melody and I usually just sing it into my phone so I don't forget it. And that then is you, hilarious you say that man yeah. if you open my phone right now or like i always do it with videos because i'm driving so i just like hit record right there's yeah. all kinds of videos of little stupid things or odds and ends yeah six second long or whatever yeah exactly and, uh, yeah yeah, yeah that's funny <laughs> they, were you always creative uh, on the writing uh, side of uh, things like did you start at a young age writing or did that yeah later? i think i I think I was like 14 or so when I started writing songs. So yeah, it's always been uh, something that luckily just came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. I always have like, you know, <laughs> actually it's so funny. I always get, you know, art binders like this, you know? Yeah. And always, for some reason, they're the most comfortable to write. That's why I do my lyrics and, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's funny when it comes to songwriting, I just, you know, I was talking about this not too long ago with a friend of mine. It's, I have a couple of different ways I do it, you know, but it, 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 
but it doesn't veer off too far though. You know, you know, I just have, sometimes a song will start with the lyrics. Sometimes it'll start with, like you say, humming something in the car yeah. or sometimes because I play guitar, a riff kind of inspires the rest, but it doesn't yeah, yeah. always come out that easily, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you play good guitar. So that for you, I could see that being definitely, uh, that would definitely change my whole perspective if I was able to play that well. Right. But, uh, but that's one of the beautiful too. things of about a band, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you do the thing where you get your melody and then you start kind of figure out the words and you're just kind of like singing gibberish and absolutely like, and then and then and then it almost you have to try and find a word that fits with that same gibberish you were saying because it just suited the hook so well, right? When I write the songs where I'm where I have a chord progression first, that happens. You know, because yeah, yeah. then I'll be kind of dong. Absolutely. And some of those are magical because like even by the time I bring the song to the band, I still might not have finished the lyrics. And I'm kind of freestyling and I constantly record things on my phone all the time when we're jamming stuff, when we're doing that type of thing, then I go back and listen to it. Oh, I like yeah. that verse or that verse idea, then I'll write it down, you know. <laughs> It's it's not easy though. Like some people, you know, if you've recorded three albums so far, you know, after a while too. Like for some people, maybe it gets easier. But if when you're at album number five, six, or whatever, do you ever get scared of running out of ideas? Sometimes, yeah. It's it's come to me before. It's they seem to come in waves. Like uh, there'll be like all of a sudden three or four ideas all at once, or you come up with the cool hook and you're like, oh, I can't figure out a chorus, and then. I go back into the phone like we were just talking like oh this will work and I just mix and match things and sometimes it works really well you, you never know when something's going to come back and just be perfect right absolutely hey uh, since COVID uh, you know is happening and all that and now venues are opening up and shows are happening how has it affected it out west like when I say out west I'm thinking like you know Vancouver or Victoria like yeah. are, are venues still rolling uh have any shut down or anything like that that you're uh aware? there was a shutdown for a while yeah um they just uh now you can eat inside again but now we have a vaccine passport that you have to present um to do like for example at our shows people are gonna have to show that passport or if they're going to a restaurant to eat um, but like grocery store and stuff like that, you don't need need it for that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, there's still uh, I'm fully vaccinated. And uh, yeah, I, there's still a lot of people that are scared about it. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm full, I, I'm really lucky. Actually, I got fully vaccinated back in February, I think, because of my work. I, I was able oh. to get in really, really fast for that. But, yeah. uh, but not everybody. Some people are still hesitant or unsure or believe yeah. they're sure that they shouldn't. I don't know. You know, there's all kinds yeah. of different uh, mentalities <laughs> out, out there. You know, yeah. that's uh, yeah. the nicest way I can say it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's going to be something because, like, you know, you you have all kinds of friends, and I'm sure you have a couple that don't want the vaccine as well. And then what happens to or or like band members even? Uh, you know, I, I I'm hearing stories of that too. What happens when certain band members might, you know, not be for the vaccine or something like that? Yeah. What happens then at shows? Yeah, luckily for us, uh, that hasn't happened yet. But uh, yeah, I just imagine uh, eventually you're gonna have to get on board, or you're not gonna be able to go to some of these places or do some of these cool things, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's gonna be interesting because like. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't fall into conspiracies and, and stuff like that. And, you know, everything's based off of a bit of truth, but I mean, a lot of people's opinions, no matter what it is, are very hardcore. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, it seems to have gotten like right they're mad, the, they're mad the about, root, you know, mad about it before they even start talking to you about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've never seen anybody change their opinion <laughs> yeah. on, on this matter anyway. No? <laughs> But uh, yeah, the one thing I'll say without getting too into it is that it's it's a pet peeve of mine when people are talking about their rights and stuff being taken away. But um, we all have to wear seatbelts when we drive, and some people don't, right? But it's the law, so you go with it, right? Well, that's it. You know, like (laughs) I I I I don't think there's like a saying like I don't think any debating will change anybody's minds at at this point. But I I like the way that you bring it up. It's just like if you're going to be in the game it's going to have to be that way, you know, exactly. and that's the, re- the reality of it, you know, yeah. like, uh, I think Alberta at one point was pretty loose on those things. Uh, they are. And now they're paying the price for it. That's it. Eh? Yeah. It's uh, pretty out of control there right now. Are they using the passport for uh, shows as well? in uh, Alberta, do you know? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'm not sure as well. It like, gets so weird. Like, you know, doing these with these shows coming up. I mean, these are all baby steps. Normally our tours are at least like 30 shows when we do Canada, you know what I mean? But yeah. this one, it's much smaller, like half yeah. that. So it means longer drives, of course. Are you guys drive? <laughs> are you guys driving out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are. But, but I'll be but I'll be it. thinking, I'll be thinking about you between uh, Thunder Bay and Winnipeg. Fuck. I know, man. <laughs> and like, we've had a, a couple of, uh, you know, we've had to change venues already at a couple of spots. And it, it, it's like the baby steps shows right now. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not going to be what some people have in their heads of people crowd surfing everywhere. You know, yeah. only in Northern Quebec, that happens when we play up there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I don't know what to expect, really. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, stuff could even change between now and then. It's, well, it's, that's it, you know. Yeah, either way, too, evolving. right? Yeah. yeah. And but one thing fingers crossed, everything will, everything will be good and we'll be off and rolling. Yeah. I'm not sure what the status for the uh, for the Vancouver show is right now, but with Victoria show uh, being sold out, um, and like say, it's it's not the capacity. It's not like sold out. There's 3,000 people. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing at all. Um, but I know they're going to be live streaming it. Yes. The, the show. I, I, I heard that. Did Victoria is live stream. Yeah, exactly. Did did you do any of these live streaming shows throughout the year? No, no, because yeah, we didn't. We weren't even. It wasn't even really known that we were back and running yet, right? Right. Um, right. When we did the record, we we took our time too. We we would uh, do. We did the drums in a couple days at a at a studio, but then uh, with technology now, we were able to do all lots of the other parts wherever. So we were kind of guerrilla style. We just uh, would get a guy in when we could and oh we this guy's off for a couple of days we'll do this next and we it took us uh we started in february and we finished uh i think it took us like six months or something like that yeah we got, yeah we got it done. that's that's actually kind of impressive uh under the circumstances i, I know yeah. it is like we yeah. did a few of those those you know it sounds a bit like when people do the online recording you know like recording wherever you are and getting it together you know yeah yeah. it's something man (laughs) yeah when did the album come out because it it was this winter right or this past winter no it came out in um 
April. April, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that night, no, really cool. Uh, you guys have a, a, two videos out for so far. Two videos, yes. <sighs> My mind is working today. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I really love the uh, hero with the death ray. Uh, oh, isn't she did, great? Who uh, did her that? Name's, her name's Katie. She's in Toronto. She did uh, one of the videos for the Anti Queens as well, and she just captured it so well. I was so yeah, happy. Yeah. I mean, who didn't want to ever be? you know, in a cartoon band, you know, it, it looked yeah. like we're in the Flintstones, but like the alien style at one point, you know, <laughs> the best was that, yeah, you guys were like green aliens. That, that was my favorite show. <laughs> yeah, man. It was one of those bucket list things. <laughs> I can, I can cross that one <laughs> off now, <laughs> but yeah, man, back to the album in April, it came out. It, it's called shady schemes and Molotov uh, dreams. The title track was one man. I love it. It's very social minded, uh, really captures the times. I really like it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Uh, it's the first time we've gone kind of on a political, uh, political tones here and there throughout the record. Um, obviously there was the George Floyd thing that inspired uh, the lyrics to that song. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, uh, we decided with Matt and Mike that that should be the first single not only not because we thought it was the best song but um just lyrically it had a good message and doing a lyric video to start out with really was so that everyone could really see the lyrics behind it and everything yeah you should so all check it out i'll put the link uh, under this as well it, it's really good um thanks but I, I think it's really cool because uh I, I share that with you i don't always write political stuff but around that time our last album was a bit like that too and what you did but there was so much like it was almost to the point with everything that was going on at that moment of time it's like if you did it would feel awkward to not mention what's going on you know in, yeah, in the world yeah. at that time so it's good you put that out as the first video though because you know you want it's in that time it's live you know it's also like uh i mean two-tone was based on racial equality and that's why that's why checkers are the main uh, flagship of ska because black and whites and all races together, everybody's welcome. So, I mean, it, it's, it's part of uh, the history of who we are as ska musicians to, to kind of keep carrying that flag forward. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, and no matter how it evolves, you, you know, you give credit to the roots, but I'm not saying, you know, like I'm not a fan of somebody that always says go play like the roots too. I think, I think people, things do evolve and everybody brings their own flavor and that type of thing. Yeah. But you're, you're 100% correct though. And it's important to keep that message and that root in the music. I, I believe anyway. Yeah. yeah. And but if there's it, a music that's going to help keep spreading that message, it should be ska because right? it's just happy, right? It makes you feel good and, and people have no choice but to move. So yeah but then it's funny i i was kind of daydreaming while you're talking there uh, the last time we played when we at this uh, montreal ska fest together i remember that was i think that might have been the first time i met you it was when, when yeah I, I met you at, and when we started talking was when i like i said before when i was trying to get around you at the bar i think that's when we started <laughs> talking <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> but man i, I remember it because johnny was playing horn I, I like it's crystal clear in my mind and you're a very strong man and Johnny's pretty thin and, and tall as well. I remember him leaning back. You're just kind of like one arm and he's totally leaned back on you playing <laughs> yeah. the horn while you're singing. You're going all at it. I'm like, man, I like these guys already. I love it. Yeah. That. I used to do, I used to uh, like pull him back and, and you could tell when he'd start to get nervous because this horn would be like, 
as he's, as he's clenching up, right? As I'm bringing him down really low. <laughs> that's it. That's I, I even think he had big cowboy boots on for some reason that night. I don't know why that's in my head. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, he had uh, we used early in the day, we we actually got a sponsorship from Doc Martens. Uh, and uh, they sent us all the the the, the regular boots, but the only size that, that was in his was the super high uh that's what it was. Extra yes. whole ones. So he's he's ran with them and he, he's worn them ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked. Man, I can't wait to fucking do some shows, bro. It's yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm super stoked. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, listen, I ha- this is how I've been ending my uh, m- my shows these days because you know we're all musicians. I think one of the cool things about musicians is that we like to share what we like. Can you name me five albums? That you think everybody should hear at least once in their life. Oh, out come the wolves, rancid. That's my number one. Um, Planet Smashers, mighty. That's still uh, super influential. Uh, I really like. I really like the new Long Beach Dub All Stars record. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I Won't saw you them. Tell with me the... where you get your love from. Tell me yeah, where yeah. you get your love yeah. from. Yeah. Right off the bat. It it's, and it's great song after great song. Um, that was actually the last live show I saw was them and the Agrilites in Vancouver. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> before COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, who else do I like right now? I'm listening to a lot of, I still listen to a lot of Motown and, and classic soul and stuff like that. So, Ooh. uh, a lot of people don't know about uh, Tyrone Davis. That's an artist I really like to listen to. If you want to hear some good soul, I'd check him out. Tyrone Davis, I will check Tyrone him out. Tyrone Davis, yeah. Uh, specifically, Turn Back the Hands of Time is a great song. Cool. Um, i got to name one more. I'm on the spot. One more. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, for the last one, go outside of the box. What would somebody be surprised that maybe you're alone in the car, you think nobody's listening, Something comes on, you're like, oh, I like this, only if nobody's watching. What is it? Dwight Yoakam. There you go. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew you had that side. He's cool. <laughs> I, I think he's cool. I love his voice. And, and yeah, he's just, uh, he's been a uh, he, cowboy from California. It's pretty cool, I think. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Dustin, man, I can't wait to see you. It's coming soon, man. Our van's in the garage right now. I'm just waiting to pick it up. And I'll front you awesome. the bill. It'll be good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you out west, my brother. Cheers, brother. Take care. See ya. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Boom! Came and don't know shit. I might not know shit, but.